At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is our number two of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and we've got a tremendous hour for you as poker player and also tremendous handicapper David Baker is going to be joining me in studio in about 15 or so minutes. He wound up winning the Super Contest a few seasons ago. Also does amazing work being able to make some money out there on the felt as well. We're going to be talking about him with week one in terms of the NFL season. I'll probably ask him a little bit about contest strategy as well because I mean, who better to wind up asking about contest strategy than a man that has won one of the big ones out here in Las Vegas and very recently as well as much like we have seen with regards to poker boom, we have seen a big boom with regards to things like the Circa Millions, even the last man standing competition, you're able to go down the line of all these contests that have just seen so much of an increase in terms of popularity. So we're going to be talking about that in our number two and We've got to talk a little bit of baseball in this hour as well. We're going to be doing that in the first segment, but you got to first things first, give credit where credit is due to everyone behind the scenes as I have an amazing team behind me. It says a great Peterson experience, but this really is a team effort. You've got my wonderful producer, Brian Ortega, which by the way, off the air, we were talking about Aaron Judge perhaps being able to go after the home run record, which all of us know the rightful record is 73. I will still give Barry Bonds the credit, even if he was utilizing some shall we say, foreign substances. He still wound up having to hit those home runs. But if you're if you're wanting to throw out all the guys that wound up cheating, he was mentioning that it was the record of Roger Maris. 
I am pushing back saying that Roger Maris needed more games to be able to pull off the record. So I am like one of 15 people in the country that will say, if you're going to play that game, it's still Babe Ruth who's the record holder. But that's a whole different discussion for a whole another day. Brian's doing absolutely amazing work. And then we've got Dakota, all the graphics that you wind up seeing on screen. He is responsible for those. He is our technical director tonight. Taylor gets me set up on audio. And I know that Brendan, he does great work remotely over there in the great state of Colorado. Always appreciate these gentlemen. And they also do a great job posting up everything that you wind up seeing on all of our shows. Decent.com slash podcast. Whether you like the Greg Peterson experience, follow the money, a numbers game. You're able to go down the line. You're able to download every single hour of every single show that you wind up doing via that platform and wherever you get your podcast, fees and best bets as well. So great to be able to have these guys helping me out tonight. And now it's time to hold up my end of the bargain. My DK Nation write-up in the MLB for Monday. It is going to be an early game as we want to go in 961-962 on the board. Got the Minnesota Twins are on the road going up against the New York Yankees, ironically enough. Jameson Dion going to be going for the Yankees as Chris Archer is going to be on the bump for the Minnesota Twins. This is a total that it opened up at a 7.5. It is now at an 8 with the juice really a little bit on the over, but it's not too demonstrative. Meanwhile, with the Yankees, you're finding them anywhere between about a minus 163 to a minus 175 favorite. Between plus 150 and plus 160, your number on Minnesota. And I'm looking at the over in this spot. Even at an 8.5, I would like this total over because with the Yankees, it is very much known right now. It's been a slog for them on offense. It's been a big slog for them on offense. The only thing that could get them right, getting back home. They are the only American League team in the league that's averaging at least five runs per game. They're getting 1.7 home runs per game at home. That is by far the most out there in Major League Baseball. They just haven't had the same success on the road than at home. I know that there's many, many people that they're going to point out the fact that New York is very hitter-friendly and. That's exactly why I do like this total over. A ball that might wind up dying at the warning track in, say, Minnesota. That might wind up going out here in Yankee Stadium. So that ups the scoring. And I've also got a Minnesota Twins team that's been pretty deplorable at being able to pitch on the road as well. This is a Minnesota Twins bunch that they have the second worst road ERA in the American League right now. Second to only the Kansas City Royals. And that has been pretty much a train wreck for the entirety of the season. So that has not been too terrific. But... With this Yankees team, obviously, you've got Aaron Judge. He's been able to pump out 53 home runs. They do need guys to be able to help out with the average. As you've got Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, throwing there Josh Donaldson, who probably should be spending more time working on his game rather than trash talking. Once again, discussion for another day. These guys are hitting right around about a 210 to a 220. But these three guys, they all do a solid job of being able to get on base as well. And they're going to be able to do so against Chris Archer, who's allowing 4.2 walks per nine innings. That is not too terrific. Chris Archer on the road, 487 ERA, 1.6 home runs per nine innings, and here's a cherry on top. 23 starts for Chris Archer thus far this season. He has not exceeded five innings in any of those starts. So you're left with a Minnesota Twins bullpen that it's not great, it's not terrible, it's league average. They wound up having to use up quite a few pieces out of the bullpen the last few days because you wound up seeing Tyler Molly go two innings in their start on Saturday, and then on Sunday you wound up having Dylan Docal and Al Bundy more like Dylan Buddy. He was able to lend five squirrels, but only wound up going five innings. Um, in case of which bullpen has been used up quite a bit as well. And for Jameis to tie on, he's been tagged for at least three runs in four out of his last six starts. The month of August was not polite to him, and he's really had struggles just overall. 535 ERA with 15 bombs allowed in his last 13 starts. His home runs per nine rate in this time span is right around about a 1.9. So 
That's not necessarily too terrific. This is a Minnesota Twins team that they're currently without Byron Buxton, Alonso, Ore Palanco. Both of these guys have been able to do a good job of being able to go deep, but they still have a lot of guys who are able to get on base. Luis Arias has been hitting well above a 300, and then you've got guys who are able to do a solid job of being able to move the line, like a Carlos Correa, Kyle Garlick. Gilberto Cestino has been hitting more around a 250. The rest of the other guys, like a Jose Miranda, these are guys hitting between about a 265 to 275. And Correa, he was able to pump out a deep ball on Sunday as well. So he's in relatively good form. It's a Yankees team that they've been able to crank out four plus runs at each out of their last three home games. Meanwhile, on the road, it has not necessarily been so polite to them. This is a Twins team that they themselves have allowed at least four runs in seven out of their last eight road games. And I do think that this is going to be a circumstance in which we are going to be able to see the Yankees be able to bust out of their funk a little bit more. I do like the over in this spot. That is what I'm going to be doing my write-up of for DK Nation. And it's just another case in which I just can't wind up trusting in Chris Archer. I recognize that the Yankees have been deplorable since the All-Star break, but I'm seeing the Yankees right around about a plus 115-ish on the run line. I was willing to take anything of pretty much even money or better in this spot when it comes to the Yankees run line. I really don't want the money line because it's a little bit too juiced up. I did wind up setting the Yankees on my personal handicap, being right around about a minus 184 to a minus 185 favorite. So I'm going to look to take a little bit of plus price being able to get this run line of the New York Yankees. And it's a spot in which for my write-up, I'm going to be taking a look at the over. And when you wind up previewing one New York team, you know what? How about if you wind up just doing the other? 951, 952 on the board. It is the New York Metropolitans on the road. Facing off against the Pittsburgh Pirates as Tywin Walker goes for the Mets and Mitch Keller is on the bump for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, a sizable underdog. Anywhere between plus 180 and plus 185. And when it comes to the New York Mets, they were between minus $2 and minus 210 with a total of 8.5. And, and very rare to see the New York Mets wind up going into a losing streak as the New York Mets have been after loss number one of a season. So in just games after loss number one before they wind up building up any sort of streak. They were 36-12 and 12 coming off of a loss this season. They have been able to do a solid job there, so very much a rarity, especially when you wind up seeing them open up a $3 favorite on Sunday. They wound up closing closer to about a minus 290, but I mean, they were still a big, giant favorite in that one. They were minus $4 against Patrick Corbin, and they wind up failing in both of those. I do think that Tywin Walker is going to be the slump buster here for the New York Mets as been doing a great job of being able to keep the ball in the yard right around 0.6 home runs for nine innings. He's actually got a little bit of a better road ERA rather than a home ERA as well. So he's been able to do a great job on that front. And for Mitch Keller, I will give a little bit of credit where credit is due. He does need to wind up doing a little bit of a better job with the walks. The walks per nine rate overall for the season. It's in the neighborhood about 3.3, 3.4. Strikeout numbers are a little bit down, but be able to do a good job keeping things out in front of him. Ever since he wound up getting pretty much demoted from the starting rotation, they had to just thrust him back in there because Pittsburgh Pirates, shock, shock, surprise, surprise. They don't have much pitching. Who could have seen that coming from a team that doesn't spend it all? But they wound up having to put him back in there, and he's been able to do a relatively solid job. He's been able to go a little bit deeper into games because his command has been a tad bit better as well. Fielding independence about a half a point lower than his 443 ERA as well. So that's something that you do like to see. And for the Pittsburgh Pirates, it's just a case in which they don't really have a lot of offense. Brian Reynolds has been able to pump out 20 home runs. He has been able to hit a little bit above a 250. Whenever you have, you've had Cabrian A's out there, as he's been a little bit banged up. He, along with Ben Gamble, throwing their Michael Chavis as well, in between about a 242, 250. But really, other than Reynolds, your main matcher for this team has been Michael Chavis. He and Jack Swazisky is hitting right around 200. 
really your lone other two guys that have been able to crank out a double-digit amount of formers. And for the Mets, they do a good job of being able to go deep on the road. New York, very much a pitcher-friendly ballpark, which is a big reason why Pete Alonso actually led the league in home runs on the road last season. He's been able to do a solid job of moving the line as he, Brandon Nimmo, both of these guys in between about a 265 to 275. Francisco Lindor's in that fold along with Mark Canna as well. Lindor, he's got 80-plus RBI in his own right as well. And the Mets, they've been able to do a good job of being able to get that bridge to Edwin Diaz, be a little bit more fortified. As Seth Lugo posts all-star break, he's been posting up a sub-250 ERA. Tommy Hunter has been able to do a nice job coming in in relief. He was used up quite a bit during the weekend against Washington Nationals. May not be available in this game, but you still do have quite a few arms that you're able to trust in. And for the Pittsburgh Pirates, J.C. Young wound up getting used up yesterday, and he and Will Crow, other than these two guys, you really can't trust in this bullpen. You got some guys that probably should not be on an MLB roster right now coming out there. They are not being able to give you some good performances whatsoever. Someone like Emani Buenuelos. I mean, it's pretty sad that you wind up having to throw him out there in terms of bullpen. The Pittsburgh Pirates are in the bottom five in terms of bullpen ERA. So as a result, I do think that this is going to be a case in which the Pittsburgh Pirates, they don't have much hitting. They don't have much pitching. I think that Taiwan Walker is able to hold them down. And I do think that Mitch Keller wants a relatively solid start, but I just don't think that that's all it's start. It's going to be enough. I do think that the Mets wind up getting to this bullpen. Set my total to where I'll be taking a look at an eight and a half under and an eight. I'd feel a little bit more comfortable perhaps going over, but eight that's my buy point on the under and with the Mets. Was willing to lay up to a minus 125 on the run line. I think that they should be able to win this game by multiple runs. We're seeing anywhere between minus 120 to a minus 125. So looking at that Mets run line and also going to be going with the under as well. And coming up next, we take a look at NFL Week 1 with David Baker, professional poker player and former Westgate Super Contest winner. He joins me next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests we're gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare attention all wrestling aficionados wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN, the sports betting network. And we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And it is great to be joined by our guest as I am no longer alone at the desk, David Baker. He does absolutely amazing work as both a poker player and he is a man that has won the Westgate Super Contest, which is no easy feat in this day and age, as, as we know. Much like we wound up seeing a poker boom, we've seen a big boom with regards to a lot of these contests and so many people entering them. And David, 
great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I definitely love doing the contests, and uh, it kind of really started from like uh, the the poker side of it. Uh, I I I used to watch these contests and uh, kind of just dream about being able to play in them, and then did, and kind of had kind of one of those magical runs, and now you know now I'm hooked. Yep, and we have absolutely seen just over the last few years in general, much like I was alluding to with the World Series of Poker, the amount of people that are entering in these contests are going up and up and up. I know that Derek Stevens over here, where I sit at Circa, he wanted to pretty much having no overlay, and he guaranteed that if there was fewer than 6,000 people in the contest, you know what, there's still $6 million worth of money to be had there, which I think is absolutely awesome. And just take me a little bit through little bit of contest strategy because i know you alluded to it just some sort of these similarities between poker and sports betting and i do think that there's actually a lot more than what might wind up beating the eye that is similar between the two trades yeah for sure um you know in in the sports con and the sports betting contests i mean ultimately your goal is to reach higher highest percentages possible but with the lines being released earlier in the week and you having multiple days to dissect um, data and news, sometimes there's line switches or, uh, um, you know, significant news out there. You kind of got to weed through it and figure out, you know, there's there's chalkier picks and there's contrarian picks. And, um, you know, our, our theory kind of on, on contests and chalk and contrarian is – there's, you always have to look for spots where you can be unique and where you can have picks that others don't have. Because when you win, it holds more value than if you win when a large percentage of the contest is on it. Um, but I think sometimes some people get a little too cute with that and they try to force it. So we kind of have a kind of just a mixed bag strategy. I'm, I'm not afraid to take chalk picks, but I want them to be good chalk. And Sometimes you can find some contrarian plays, like if a line moves from, say, four and a half to six, those points aren't necessarily as meaningful as if it moves from two and a half to three and a half. So, you know, a lot of times you, you can get on the opposite side of the line movement and take a slightly worse line, but, you know, you have leverage over a large portion of the field and you can make up some ground in the contest if you get off to a slow start, um, you know, in areas like that. Yep, and I just still recall I was in the 2017 Super Contest, and I believe it was Deshaun Watson at the time who was the starter for the Houston Texans, and he wound up going down with a little bit of an injury. It was a Colts versus Texans game. I know that, and I know that one of the starting quarterbacks wound up going down, so we wound up seeing a full touchdown move on a team without their normal starting quarterback, and like everyone wound up piling in on the team that wound up having their normal quarterback, and that was a case in which I could not wind up taking the other side because while if you wind up hitting, it would be very big. At the same time, it's one of those things in which you're giving up a full touchdown. You're banking on a team that they don't have their normal allotment of players out there at the last minute. That's one of those things in which I could not wind up really being able to take a look at the contrarian side, which I think is what you're alluding to as well, trying to be unique. But at the same time, don't wind up giving away quite that much. But when it comes to the games that you take a look at where you do want to be unique, what are some of the things that you do wind up trying to target? Because you just mentioned, like, perhaps a point of movement, not necessarily as significant as, say, if you do wind up seeing the example I wind up laying out where starting quarterback ruled out at the last minute. Right. I mean, with COVID and such, sometimes injuries, um, you know, last year and, and in the years and two years ago, 
you would see like the whole room would be out, like the whole wide receiver room or the quarterback room or things like that. Those those situations are tougher to fade and, you know, your leverage is going to come through less often. So, you know, I, I'm more looking for a spot where I like the other. I like one side. The market is kind of shifted, but for no other reason other than maybe a couple of large betting networks have have piled in some money on one side, not anything necessarily news oriented. So, yeah, maybe you're maybe you're taking the worst of it. But instead of, you know, in a typical uh, spread game, you're 50 50. I mean, one side's going to win or lose. Um that's kind of designed, the spread's kind of designed that way. You might get a spot where you might be taking a 45% dog and yet you're getting three to one on your leverage. So let's say, for instance, you know, in layman's terms, let's say 1,200 people would pick the Ravens in a game because of the line move and I can take the Steelers and only 400 people are taking them. You know, if I'm 45% to win, but I'm, I'm gaining on a large majority of the contest, that's a spot that I'm going to look for. Um, but say, for instance, you know, the line moves, like you say, six points. Uh, the quarterback room is out for Denver, you know, that game versus the Saints. And, oh, the, line, and the line moved, you know, significant. Well, I'm just going to take the free point there. I mean, if, if for some reason I lose it, that's fine. I'm probably not going to lose too many points because the, contra- the, su- the contrarians that are on that side are probably so far down the standings that they're not really going to affect you anyway. And anybody at the top, I'm just not going to give up that free point. I think it's important like later in the year or when you reach the quarterly breaks to take a look at where you stand. If you are at the top of the standings for the quarter or for the year, then you might want to choose some more chalky selections because you want to block, you want to block your opponents from, from making up ground behind you. And if you're behind and you're behind by a couple games, then you might want to choose a side that's, that's a little contrarian. And that way you can make up ground versus your opponents and, um, but I, I still want to do it smartly. I mean, if you don't need to force it, like you don't need to go week two, week one, you know, um, just just kind of let it happen naturally. You, there's going to be teams you like better than the market. I mean, there's 32 teams out there. You, you're not going to have the same opinion on every team. So if you're down on a team, then then you'll be able to find a good leverage spot for them or you're high on a team. So I would say just don't don't force your spots. Um, let them come naturally, but, you know, be aware of kind of what the market is going to tell you. It's pretty easy to predict what the contest is going to do as far as, uh, I mean, I could, I can name, you know, six of the top seven most selected picks almost every week before, you know, Circa releases it. Yep. Because you always do wind up seeing those public picks. You wind up seeing a number that might be a half point off because a lot of these contests, they do intentionally, if a game is landing on three, they might take a little position. They might make it a two and a half. They might wind up making it a three and a half because they know that there's going to be a lot of people that they want to wind up picking that game as well. So I do think that that is important to note. And I do think that when it comes to if you're a week to week better, but you're also in these contests, that your contest picks might not wind up aligning with regards to the way that you wind up betting because we the day of the game, you're going to see money wind up piling in on one side. Let's say that the contest number is three and it winds up going to four. Well, you might want to wind up taking plus four, whereas the three that you wind up seeing in the contest, you might not want any part of it. I do think that that's a very important aspect of it as well because with regards to the contest, you're taking a look at a number that it is going to be there, whether you wind up filing in your picks on, say, the night that things wind up getting released, or if you wind up putting it in just before the deadline. If you don't put it in before the deadline, well, you're just SOL there. But with that said, I do think that it is very important to just gauge the games that you like best 
just with regards to the line. And don't feel bad if you wind up betting on a little bit of something later on towards the week because a big thing with regards to betting is just being able to gauge that movement that we do wind up seeing throughout the week. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I release my contest picks on uh, Twitter just because I've been asked a lot and, you know, I'm – I'm by no means an expert, but I, you know, I do thank the people who follow and are interested in, in my opinions on it. So I do release them on there, but you can't always, you know, just go straight and just go straight to the window and bet the five teams that I put on the, on my contest plays, or, you know, sometimes I have multiple entries. So, you know, sometimes I'll choose seven or eight games and spread them across the entries, but you can't just always go to the window. And I try to I try to put that out there, too, that these are the contest picks and I've got, you know, some better lines than you might get out there. Um, so do be cognizant of that when you're looking at somebody's contest plays. Also, in the contest play, sometimes I might not have conviction about it, but I'm doing it simply to be contrarian. And, you know, I might be neutral on the game, but I feel like I'm getting a nice contrarian spot. So I might not actually put actual dollars on the game. Although I probably do because I'm kind of a degen and I kind of bet every game. But um, in 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 general, though, I'm not I'm not rushing to the window to make a big play necessarily on every contest play because some plays are just merely that they're just contest plays. Yep, and I do think that that's a very important thing to note as well because, like I said, with regards to line movement that we do wind up seeing throughout the week and contests, they do wind up taking a little bit of position as well. That's just so important to note that. Sometimes your bets that you wind up putting out at the end of the week, they are going to vary a little bit from what you do wind up putting down on the contest. And you've got a juicing line in contest. It winds up moving throughout the week. You might not wind up being on it on a Sunday where you might have liked it before the contest entry was due. But how about if we wind up taking a look at week one on the other side, David Baker, a man that has won the Westgate Super Contest and a man that does a tremendous job of taking a look at the game of football, along with being a great poker player as well, is going to be joining me to take a look at these games next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. It is football season, and better know that this is when the money is won. Nobody knows football like VSN, so now's the time to be able to get, if you become a VSN subscriber, our comprehensive college and pro football guides. Only VSN subscribers get all the tools to prepare for what is going to be two great seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every single team with advanced stats and power rankings, plus best bets on season win totals, sufficient finishes, player awards, and so much more. Sign up early and for a discount at $175, you'll get both guides and full access to VEASAN all the way through the Super Bowl or for just $40 a month. See everything that VEASAN has to offer to up your sports betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become a part of the Sports Betting Network as we're back here in Las Vegas. It is the Greg Peterson experience and David Baker, winner of the Westgate Super Contest from a few seasons ago and professional poker player is joining me. And David, we were talking about some of these games a little bit off air and one that I find to be very fascinating and I think that you do as well is this Vikings versus Packers game with the Vikings being a very slight underdog in the spot because... I think it's going to be interesting to see how the Packers wind up coming out to begin the season. They wind up losing Devontae Adams in the offseason. I think both of us were in agreement that the Vikings are not getting necessarily the love that they deserve, especially when you wind up having a healthy Dalvin Cook. And I'm not sure if you've got any disagreement here, but I think that the Vikings being home underdog, that's a little bit wrong in my opinion. I think that there's a little bit of value on them, not just with the two that I'm seeing, but perhaps on the money line as well. 
Yeah, I'm 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 very high on the Vikings this year. I'm uh it was the first future that I bet a, a few months ago. I got them to win the NFC. I got a really nice price at 23 and a half to 1. So, I'm excited about that. Uh, I think the coaching change is is just probably the biggest upgrade you can get other than, you know, obviously in Jacksonville losing Urban Meyer, but um I, I think with the coaching change, sometimes people forget about the fact that Minnesota lost a lot of one-score games. They haven't really been very good the last couple of years at the end of the game, and some people want to blame that on Cousins. But I think Cousins is a lot better than people expect. There's a lot of variance in football, and I'll, I don't necessarily blame Cousins for for all those. I, I'm more going to blame the coaching staff, and and I want to see with the, you know, with O'Connell his you know, bringing in the Rams offense, what Cousins can do. I mean, he's got a superior set of skill position players to anybody, probably anybody in the league with, you know, Cook, Thielen, and Jefferson. Irv Smith's a, a really good tight end, too. Um, I think the Vikings can surprise. I think the NFC is wide open, so I like them. I like them this week versus the Packers. But if you're if you wanted to hedge a little on the Vikings, I think you could really still take the – you could just bet the over on them for team total. If they beat the if they beat the Packers this week, that's almost a lock to come in. And if they don't, I still think you've got a pretty good shot playing the Bears and the Lions twice. Give the season a chance to unwind and Cousins to learn this offense. I still feel pretty confident that we can hit the over even without the the Packers win. But obviously, if we get it, I think it's just a cakewalk. So I think there are a couple of different ways you can attack the Vikings in this first game. Yeah, to your point, if either the Packers or the or the Vikings wind up losing any game to the Lions or the Bears, that would be considered a pretty big upset. So that should be four wins for both of those teams right there with regards to their season wins. And then from there, you wind up playing it out. But one thing that I do think is interesting with week one, and part of the reason why I do like the Vikings in this spot is that I just take a look at the way that some teams wind up coming out early on during the season. I do think that there are some teams that they're a little bit prone to letdowns like I take a look at what wound up happening with the Green Bay Packers. They wound up going to Miami playing against the New Orleans Saints. They get clobbered. We all remember Aaron Rodgers saying R-E-L-A-X after they wound up having a rough start to that season. So I take a look at the Packers. They've got a little bit of a track record of getting off to a slow start to the season. Is that something that you wind up taking a look at in the first week slash first few weeks of the season? Yeah, I mean... Every season is its own entity, and I'm not going to put that much into, you know, a week one, you know, 52 weeks ago, but I am going to just look at the fact that Rodgers, his greatness obviously can't be denied. He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and he's he's obviously great, but he does have a whole new um, cast of receivers there, and, and if they, it's not, Rodgers didn't play the preseason, so it's not like they really got a lot of experience, and I wouldn't be surprised if they struggled a little bit, but at the same time, you have a new coaching staff in Minnesota. So um, look, it's, it's week one. There's a lot of variants out there. I stick to your priors for a couple weeks, but at the same time, don't be too stubborn. Um, if you're really seeing things that don't confirm your priors, but if it, no matter what happens this week one, I'm still going to be high on the Vikings. So uh, I'm not necessarily, this isn't necessarily an anti green Bay pick. It's just a pro Vikings pick. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I feel about that. Obviously I think Minnesota has one of the better home field advantages as far as noise and, and all that. And so I'm, 
I, I'm, I'm going to back the Vikings. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not all in on, on this first week, but I am all in on them for the season. So and I think that you bring up such a good point as well to wind up, not like completely chucking out your preseason evaluation after one game, but at the same time, as new data becomes available, you wind up implementing that data as well. Don't wind up lingering on a team for 12 weeks. And then at week 13, it's like, Oh, I've already lost 12 bets on this team. I'm going to need to wind up changing a little bit, but at the same time, we always see the good old overreactions from week one, and typically they're just that overreaction. So being able to find the middle on that, I think, is very important. And I do think that it is a very interesting spot that we've got a week one with this one as well. I know that this is a team that you were talking about a little bit off air. Steelers and Bengals. Bengals right now sitting as a six and a half point favorite total in between about 44 and 44 and a half. I know that there's been a lot of people that have made the Cincinnati Bengals being a little bit of a regression candidate after what we wound up seeing last season. And well, for Pittsburgh, Big Ben Roethlisberger, he's no longer in the fold for this team. So take me through a little bit of what you're taking a look at in terms of the AFC North rivalry. Yeah, I think the Bengals are one of my favorite plays in week one. Um, Cincinnati completely dominated the Steelers team twice last year. They beat them by, I think it was 24-10 and 44-10, the two matchups. This Bengals team is coming home after uh, being in the Super Bowl. They the the fans haven't seen them since the wild card game versus the Raiders. So they won the two road games and then played the Super Bowl. I think this is really just a, a big love fest for Burrow and company. I'm I I don't really understand the hate for the Bengals uh, in the in the markets, and I know the. I know the analytics say that, you know, they got a little lucky and things, but this team is did nothing but improve in the offseason. They their their main weakness was the offensive line and they bolstered that. Um Burrow is as good as it gets as far as I'm concerned. I don't I don't see him he's he's a hungry man. I don't I don't really see him as the kind of guy who's gonna get to the Super Bowl and thinks he think he made it. I think that probably drove him more. And we have a new quarterback in, in Pittsburgh and it if Trubisky maybe played the entire preseason, maybe we would get a little more. But they they wanted to look at Pickett, and Rudolph got some snaps. So he really didn't even get, you know, he didn't get four quarters of play for three games. So I, w- I would have liked the Steelers to probably have seen more of Trubisky. So we're getting uh, a Trubisky with an offense that he's had very little work with versus a Bengals team that comes back fully intact at home. I think this is just a, a walkthrough for the Bengals, and and I'm not afraid to lay. I'm I'm really happy that it's sitting less than a touchdown right now. So six and a half, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on the Bengals. Was a little bit surprised that we didn't wind up seeing this go up to seven after well we wound up seeing in that final preseason game as well. Not necessarily the actual performance of the preseason game for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but the fact that a lot of their key defensive pieces wound up getting banged up in that as well. So I think that being able to get that added information without having to pay anything more on the line. I do think that that's very important as well. And then, David, we've got about 90 or so seconds, so I want to toss this one to you as well. A lot of people have been Chicago, have been dogging the Chicago Bears here prior to the season. Right now we're finding them as a touchdown underdog against the San Francisco 49ers. Any sort of a take in this one? Because I do think that the 49ers, a little bit of an intriguing team with them trotting out their Trey Lance. Meanwhile, for the Bears, Seems to be the team that everyone loves to hate right now in the futures market. Yeah, um, you can you can add me to the pile of people who don't really believe in the Bears. Can't I, I, don't re- I don't really see anything that this team does that does well. I mean, 
at least on some of these bad teams, they do something well. I don't really see the Bears as doing anything well. And, you know, any edge that some team might have against, you know, at the quarterback position when you get to play the Niners and Trey Lance, I mean, the Bears are rolling out Justin Fields. I don't really see him as any better than Trey Lance at this point. And the, the Niners are better at every other spot on the field. So I don't really love it. I, I'm not a big, you know, lay seven on the road when, you know, it's a low total game as well. So it's not really a spot that I'm probably going to hit, but I'm definitely not backing the Bears. I mean, this this team, to me, I, I'll be shocked if they score 13. So, I mean, if I was going to attack this game, probably might even be under team total, 16 and a half. Um, but I'm probably – this is probably a stay away from me. I, I'm going to stay away from the Bears most of the year probably. Yeah, and it's tough to be able to trust in a guy in Trey Lance that just doesn't have a lot of experience in general. And to your point, I don't want to be trusting in the Bears either. Do want to be trusting in you, David, though. You do an absolutely amazing job both with your full-time job of poker and being able to evaluate the game of football. Always appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. And we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience, right here on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to have David Baker, professional poker player and a man that is a winner of the Westgate Super Contest. He joined me the last two segments, taking a look at a little bit of contest strategy and also taking a look at what we've all got week one in the NFL and Got our pro tip there while we were talking with David. You're able to find all of these at vcin.com slash subscribe. We give a pro tip out every single hour and you're able to sort them by sport and also by show. And with David, I think that it is very important to wind up hitting upon this. And this is going to be the pro tip for you guys. Your contest picks 
may differ from your actual bets for the NFL week, which I think is so important because a lot of these contests, they do want to take a little bit of a position to be a little bit different. Like if you see the market three all across the board on a game, you might wind up seeing the super contest be at three and a half. You might wind up seeing the circuit millions being at two and a half. So lots of different ways to be able to play it. They do it to be able to drum up a little bit of intrigue. And sometimes that move from like a three to a two and a half, that might be exactly what you wind up needing to be able to play that game. And then on top of that, as he was referring to, sometimes when you wind up getting deep into these contests, got to go a little bit contrarian to try to be able to get into the money as well. So I do think that that is very important that sometimes your contest picks, they're going to vary from the bets that you wind up making for that week of NFL action. So just wanted to reiterate that. Now let's take a look at a little bit of what we're going to be getting in Major League Baseball for this Monday as we've got a pretty good card. Typically, you don't wind up getting 13 games on Monday, but we have gotten that and you got a relatively tight line on this one. How about if we wind up going 969, 970 on the board? It is the Chicago White Sox. They're on the road. They're facing off against the Seattle Mariners as Marco Gonzalez is going to be going for the Mariners and Lance Lynn is on the bump for the White Sox. Total on this game is 7.5 and with Seattle finding them between minus 105 to a minus 115 and you're going to be finding the White Sox anywhere between even money and minus 105. And it's a spot to where I did wind up making the Seattle Mariners a slight favorite here. I'm going to be willing to lay it. Set my number at a minus 113 personally. I do think that it's going to be intriguing to take a look at this game because the Seattle Mariners and the Cleveland Guardians are going to be dealing with a little bit of strange travel after they wound up having a four hour and 33 minute delay in their last game. And that did wind up factoring into my handicap a little bit. I don't think that you can wind up underestimating that. That's a long day at the ballpark. I'm sure that there are a lot of guys playing cards. I don't know what it's called when you've got that like, like ball on a stick and you've got like the wooden racket and you wind up hitting it to yourself. I mean, there were probably a lot of people doing that during the rain delay. Ah, who am I kidding? I'm sure that they were checking Twitter instead, but that said, there were a lot of guys that were at the ballpark a very long time in that game, but for Marco Gonzalez, he's been able to do a good job of being able to just pitch at home in general. His numbers are not necessarily too terrific. He's been getting fewer than six strikeouts per nine innings. His walks per nine rate actually a little bit up this season, but in terms of home and road splits, he's been able to pitch quite a bit better at home with nearly a point lower on his ERA. Meanwhile, for Lance Lynn, this has not necessarily been the world's greatest circumstance for him as both of these guys really have given up the deep ball. Marco Gonzalez has given up right around 1.3 home runs per nine innings. That's a little bit lower when he is at home. Meanwhile, for Lance Lynn, that has been the biggest albatross for him. He's actually given out more home runs and walks thus far this season. 1.7 home runs per nine innings, 1.4 walks per nine. And you take a look at the advanced numbers, it shows that he's gotten a little bit unlucky this year. He's got a 414 fielding independent compared to a 470 ERA. Much of his struggles, though, have come on the road. And credit where credit is due. Two runs or fewer allowed by Lance Lynn in each out of his last four starts. But you do take a look at Mr. Lance Lynn. And on the road, the ERA goes up well north of a five. And the deep ball, that just winds up really shooting up as well. As overall for the season on the road, it has been a case in which he's got, I believe, still zero wins on the road. And then on top of that, his ERA, it winds up Biking up to a 559. He's given up eight home runs over the course of 37 innings. This is just not necessarily what you want. Giving up right around 1.9-ish home runs per nine innings. And opponents, they're getting a 288 off of him on the road compared to a 217 at home. You can tell that he does his best 
work over there at Chicago. And when it comes to both of these teams, neither of them have necessarily been able to do a great job of being able to go yard, but for Seattle, you've been able to get a little bit of a nice find here in Cal Raleigh as he, Julio Rodriguez, able to throw in their annual Eugenios Suarez. These guys have been able to give the team at least 21 home runs apiece. Meanwhile, for the White Sox, they don't have anyone with north of 16 home runs. And for the White Sox, they're in the bottom six in the big leagues in terms of home runs on a per-game basis. And Ravon, Eloy Jimenez, Jose Abreu, they've been able to do a good job of being moved line, hitting north of a 285 apiece. And for the White Sox, they rank at the top three in the big leagues in terms of batting average on the road. So they do a good job of being able to move the line. And I will say this for the White Sox. Feels like ever since Tony La Russa has been out of the dugout for the team, they've been able to pick up a little bit more steam. They just seem to be shock, shock, surprise, surprise. Pushing the right buttons at the right time. Who could have seen this coming? Oh, wait. Everyone. But it has been able to help out this White Sox team quite a bit. And I do think that that is something important to wind up noting. But where I think this game is going to be one for the Seattle Mariners is with the bullpen. I do actually think that Lance Lynn has a little bit of a pitching advantage over Marco Gonzalez. But this is a Seattle Mariners team that ever since the beginning of the month of June, they've got the number one bullpen in terms of ERA in the big leagues. Guys like Andres Munoz and Diego Casillo that were not good to begin the season. They have really been able to shape up. Pat Murphy, Paul Sewald, Eric Swanson. These are all guys providing a sub-3 ERA. And then for the Chicago White Sox, they had to use up Ronaldo Lopez, Kendall Graveman, along with Jimmy Lambert on Sunday. Those are three of their top bullpen pieces. You've got Liam Hendricks available, but... I mean, Pat said you've got guys like a Jose Ruiz. Joe Kelly has been terrible this season. He's got north of a 70 array. You do not want to see Joe Kelly enter into any game that you've bet on if you're taking a look at the White Sox because he has just been a guy that just gas cans games. It is not good to say the least, but I do think that it is going to be a spot in which I just mentioned Joe Kelly, the gas can. That's going to be able to help out with the total over. I do think that Lance Lynn and Marco Gonzalez both going to be giving up the deep ball a little bit in this spot. It's a little bit harder to be able to crank out the long ball in Seattle, but I do think that the time of the game winds up making a little bit of a difference as well, rather than this being a nighttime game, because it is Labor Day. It's going to have a first pitch of right around 340 local time, so that does wind up allowing the ball to be able to go yard a little bit more, rather than with like a 640 or a 7 o'clock first pitch, so I always do think that it is important to take note of that, so I'm going to be taking a look at Seattle in this spot, one to lay up to a minus 113 with them, and here at a 7.5, I felt like the total should have been closer to an 8.5, so Going to be taking a look at the over as well. How about if we wind up taking a look at an MLB debut as well? 971, 972 on the board. It is the Texas Rangers on the road going up against the Houston Astros as Martin Perez, he is going to be getting the start. And it's going to be going up against Hunter Brown for the Houston Astros. And with Mr. Brown, he is finding himself a favorite aim between minus 152 and minus 165. Between plus 140 and plus 150 is your number on Texas. And I take a look at Texas and I do think that they've got relatively good value. For Martin Perez, what he's been able to do a solid job of is just keep keeping the home run ball down. He's been giving up right around 0.7 home runs per nine innings. Now, he does wind up having a little bit north of a four ERA in his four starts against the Houston Astros thus far this season. But I love baiting a lot of these guys making their first starts. You got the jitters going on for one. For two, it is one of these circumstances in which you know that a lot of guys are going to be preparing. And you know that it's just going to be a little bit of a different feel for them in general. And a lot of these guys are not necessarily fully stretched out either. Now, what I will say for our good friend Brown is that he's been really good with the Sugarland Skeeters of the PCL. And that's a little bit of a more juice ball leg in general. Now, length is going to be a little bit of an issue with our good friend, but he's been giving up 0.4 home runs per nine innings. Walks are a factor, which that winds up playing in very much 
with a length. 3.8 walks per nine innings, but he's been able to do a good job of getting strikeouts, keeping the ball in the yard. So I do like to see that five plus innings in four out of his last five starts as well after he was sort of just mixing and matching. There were a couple games in which he didn't wind up starting in general. So that is something that I do think is worth taking a look at, but Hunter Brown has been able to do a very solid job with this. He is an Astros organization. Now he's going to be able to get caught get called up to the big leagues and Jordan Alvarez. He's also back in the fold now for the Houston Astros too. He's really struggled the second half of the season. He wound up having a couple days of rest, so that might be able to help him out a little bit. You've got a team that in general has been able to do a good job of moving the line as Alvarez. You're able to throw in there Christian Vasquez, who was acquired at the trade deadline, Jose Altuve. All these guys are at least a 280. Altuve has been able to go deep and run 23 times this season. You've got Kyle Tucker has been able to crank out 20-plus home runs this season. Alex Bregman has been solid as well. But for the Texas Rangers, you've got a quadrant of guys in Adelis Garcia, Marcus Simeon, Nate Lowe, along Corey Seager, all giving you at least 20 home runs this season with Seager, Simeon, and you're able to throw in there Garcia as well, hitting between about a 242, 255. And then you've had Nate Lowe be able to hit a 300 as well. So, I mean, this is a Texas Rangers team doing a good job with their offense. Now with the Astros, they do have a little bit of a leg up in terms of the bullpen as they currently rank in the top two in terms of ERA as Seth Martinez, Rafael Montero, Ryan Stanek, Brian Presley. All these guys are providing a sub-3-3 ERA by Brock Burke and Matt Moore. These guys have been able to supply a sub-2-4 ERA for the Texas Rangers. Rest of the Rangers bullpen, not so trustworthy, but I do think that Martin Perez is going to be able to lend a little bit of length. I think that the nerves and just the first start jitters in general are going to wind up getting to Hunter Brown in this spot as well. Anything of a plus 135 or greater as well. And take a look at the Rangers. That might total a little bit north of an eight and a half as well. Perez has been hit by the Astros. Hunter Brown, I think, is going to get hit by the Rangers as well. So looking at and over along with the Rangers and and our number three of the Greg Peterson experience. We get set for what is going to be a great week of football and a great Monday in baseball right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare it's freddie prince jr and jeff died back in the ring wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season hey jeff are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.